Hey. Peekaboo. Peekaboo, I see you. First thought wrong? First thought wrong. First thought well, first wrong. of all, hi everybody. I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And, and we, we are Telling, telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Yeah, baby. That How are good. you, girls? It's been a while since we've all been together. I, I love know. it. I want to hold their hands and sing Kumbaya right now. Did you guys do the the little ditty when we I wasn't did. here? We you did. Did you? Well, we didn't do it with Cindy. Okay, because I heard Cindy's. I yeah. haven't heard Donna's We Nana's did it yet. with Donna's. Mm, can't wait. Is yeah. it uploaded now? It is. Yay. It is. Right now, you, you totally look like the NPR lady, <laughs> and you're sounding she like her, too. She's, she is. She's sitting up straight. Her, she is. Her posture is And she has this cute little bun today with her hair. She's so adorable and she's she's talking to the microphone like it's her best friend well that's what we do here yeah we do we, and i'm super self-conscious about my chicago accent as but well we love it. own we it. Love it it's I, you thank you mm-hmm. so yes it's I, i've heard much worse it's a <laughs> oh yeah I, the wisconsin accents that i've been hearing in this making a murderer whoa <laughs> you know okay i'm from oh. wisconsin <laughs> um my ex was from wisconsin and his aunt would leave messages on the answering machine back when we had answering machines and i would just play it over and over and over again she'd be like oh yeah now no don't you know how are you all down there now oh yeah and it's so funny because <laughs> half of my family's from wisconsin on my dad's side and i just never really noticed it but now <sighs> when i'm thinking back my uncle rick i think has a really strong wisconsin yeah. accent so i can't wait to see him again and be like you sound like you're from Wisconsin. <laughs> you're like, no shit. Well, you know, it, and that became popular with Fargo. That's when everybody kind of discovered that cute Minnesota Midwest. Oh, my goodness. Fargo is absolutely one of oh, my top five. The new season's coming out soon. Oh, good. Yeah, it looks so super I didn't creepy. I like the last season. The one where with the house and the brothers, I never finished it. Huh. Did you watch that one? Mm-hmm. Was it are, good? Yeah, I Did liked it. Did it get good? Yeah. Are okay. they all connected? Or are they like separate mm-hmm. every season? No, they're different. Different they're stories. Different. Okay. <clears throat> the, the Like first, True Detective. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. The and those are true detectives. A procedural. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is. We were discussing true crime and true and procedurals to Brie to yeah. let her understand how our, our creepy brains work. Right. We like to know the method behind the madness. Yeah. Well, and the reason we were talking about it is because I had just said I've been watching First Thought or uh, Making a Murderer. Well, and you have a first. <laughs> and thought I have wrong a first thought it. wrong so about it. So let's hear it, woman. So yes. I mean, I've re- literally dived into Making a Murderer in the last two days, and it's so heavy and so sad. And it leaves you thinking a million things at once when you're an alcoholic. Like, you're already thinking a million things all the time, it feels like. And so I just let myself get sucked into this, and I just feel heavy. I feel heavy, and I've let it kind of just sit on me and weigh Mm -hmm. on me. And it's not my life. I don't know these people. I have this deep sadness about it and because I can't do anything about, about it. Basically, the show, for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, it's about a convicted murderer who may or may not be guilty. And so the whole series is about this guy's trial. And one minute you think he's guilty. The next minute you think he's innocent. The next minute he's guilty again. And it's done so well. Like Netflix did such a good job with it to have it be that way. But at the end, you do get an overwhelming sense that he might be innocent. So then you have to sit there and live with the fact that some man is in prison and he was already wrongly accused once before and spent 18 years in prison and now he's back in prison again and you just can't, what if that was your life? And I take it on, like, what if that was my life? And, oh, I couldn't even imagine. How does he do it and not go, 
not go crazy? How is he not going insane? So I'm still feeling a little bit heavy from that. I did work out today. I did spend a couple minutes, a couple extra longer minutes in the shower. Sorry, that's probably why I'm like, because I'm like, I got to shake off this feeling of <laughs> sadness that I have about this show. Shower it off. Yep. I, you know, I try. And then, um, yeah, so that was kind of my first thought where I was just letting the negativity and all the drama just like, wash over me and taking it on and then I treat Dave differently you know then I'm like crabby he's like what's wrong I'm like well the show yesterday I'm still I just what are they doing to help this man out and poor people you know don't have the same rights as people with you know money and I go deep I mean I go like deep into it well, there's it, so much to it, right? And, right. And you're also seeing a very edited and skewed version of it. So exactly, you, you know what it what it brings to mind to me is that we never really know what somebody else's truth is, and when we take it, when when we try to take on somebody else's truth or mm. the truth of a situation that we really only know part of what they're allowing us to see right what they decide we're going to see but even if it's a situation that we're in with others right let's say we're having a situation you two i walk in on a conversation that you two are having and i come in and i assume that you're feeling this way and you're feeling that way and i take it on and i think i know it's the same it can happen Mm -hmm. in real life just like it happens in oh i do it often yeah oh yeah and it's so um it just hurts us really it doesn't affect the other people, most likely, unless they take on your stress, and you know, then it can cluster into a whole bunch of drama, and mm-hmm. you know, ugh. well, and it's funny. I just remember this. I jokingly said one time, I used to think I was an empath, but really, I'm just codependent, and I'm still figuring that out. But what it is, I'll come into a room and people are having a conversation, and I pick up on that energy because I am an intuitive, and I project what I think is going on and take that on and then want to fix it when it has nothing to do with me. And I just need to, you know, let them have their thing and have their energy and I just take care of myself. And that's what I'm finally figuring out that works for me. And that's just a very personal thing. But, you know, instead of like, oh, I need to fix this for you. No, I don't. Mm -mm. If they don't ask me, I don't need to do it. Not my job. Yeah. And when I was, I was going over fourth step with someone we were reading in the 12 and 12. And what I, I remembered is that when we show up to a relationship, right, and we are needy and we want them to take care of us or make us feel loved or whatever this thing is that we want them to give us, it never works Mm -hmm. because we need to show up. This is what this, uh, I heard this on a podcast. I can't remember her name. I think it's Brooke Castillo. But she said, you need to show up in a way that you're able to be loved and just show up to be loved, and they show up to be loved, and then you get to love, right? Right. But when someone's needing you and you have to feed them constantly, it can be very draining, Mm -hmm. and I think I was very guilty of that. I would say, you know, I heard a speaker once at Soberfest, I think it was last year, that Kentucky lady, Mm -hmm. she said something to the effect of, uh, I want you to love me, but I'm going to fight you before you do it and make you prove it. Yeah, you have to earn it. I mean, it's just... I I can remember situations and how twisted they were and I thinking about that and talking about that which is why working with others is so cool because now I'm farther away from that and I don't really do that so much in my life anymore. There's and, growth, right? Yeah, there's times, but when you talk to somebody that's going through it, it's a good reminder of mm-hmm. wow. I've actually done some work here. Yeah. I mean, more work always comes because change always comes, but it was really cool today. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That is neat. 
Um, before we get started on the topic and the um, definition, I do have a little funny day in the life story of Lynn. <laughs> Lynn G. Please. So, <laughs> so is that our new thing too? Day in the life? I don't you know. have to come with a really funny story, ever, which you probably could. You've always got good stories. Oh, God. oh, this is a doozy. Well, it's kind of a two-parter. So I have this little skin thing that I had to have removed and I completely compartmentalized it and didn't think about it and really didn't think it was a big deal. Didn't well, talk to people about it. Didn't her talk feeling. to anybody yeah, about it. So I guess I have a first thing. thought wrong too. <laughs> Um, didn't talk to anybody about it and just, you know, bebopped on into the dermatologist and they removed 10 centimeters of skin from my stomach and then had to stitch it up with, you know, several stitches. And again, I'm like, well, they're just going to like scrape this thing and do this thing and really did not give it any energy. So it was a little tender, needless to say. And that evening, once the numbing wore off, it was, I was in a little bit of pain. So the next day I'd scheduled uh, car service stuff that I had to do and I wanted to get there early. Vicki was going to come pick me up. I was going to come hang out here, walk from you know, do all these things. So I find out I'm on a two-week activity restriction. I can't lift anything. I can't do anything. I'm like, all right. I guess it was a little more serious. So get up super early yesterday morning, go out to my car, and I have one of those uh, flip key things, you know, where you push a button and the key pops up out of your alarm thing, and I click it, and I'm just, and it's early. It's like 6.30, which is super early for me. And I'm just clicking it and clicking it, and nothing's happening. And I'm like, what is going on? The key is gone. Like completely gone. I'm like, what the what? So I'm like, well, what happened? So then I, you know, I YouTube and I, I text Vicky and I said, hey, I'm running late. And uh, it broke off. Is it in the ignition? That's what I thought. So I'm like, well, it must be in the ignition. So then I'm looking at ways to remove it from the ignition. I'm like, Lynn, just go ahead and give in. So I called a locksmith. And I had to call three because it was seven in the morning and lots of people don't do automotive. So finally this guy said, it's not in there. He said, I can guarantee it. It's just a little flap. And I'm like, you know, you're right. Because I was putting tweezers in there. I was doing everything trying to figure it out. I'm like, I'm going to jack up my whole ignition now. So the guy comes and it's it had fallen off. It had broken like the tool from turning it had probably made it weak and when I put it in my purse or something it fell off so $300 later I have a, a key a separate key because it would have cost even more to get the same unit replaced and I'm headed over to resume my day meanwhile still in more and more increasing pain because I had kind of a fairly big procedure done Thursday that I was not giving any credence to so there's a day in the life you really thought it was going to be no skin off your back. Ah, but um, and it was, yeah, that's, I, what a racket, $300. Yes. I got to go into making car keys Oh, he for had people. the whole, he had this little minivan with this whole little shop set up in there. So it was, cool. I know it was. And they have to call and get the code. You know, it's, it's a racket because you have to pay a dealership to get the code to do all the things. I mean, it's, yeah. It's a lot. It was a lot <laughs> for a I, Friday. I remember one time I was in Dallas with my boss, and we used to get put together in the fall these packets to give to prospects. So they were, it was a s'mores pack. So you would give mm. them um, these two sticks, you know, big long sticks that we got from Home Depot, dowel rods. And then we gave them the big fat marshmallows. Cute. The, um, what do you call it? Chocolate, Chocolate graham graham Hershey's, crackers, and, and graham, graham crackers. crackers. We were at Aldi, and we got everything, and we had it all in the car, and we locked the key in the car. And we were Uh-oh. in a rental, and was we were out of town. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was warm because it was probably September. And holy cow, we were... We. It, she is so funny. My, my old boss is just one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And she said, it's okay. We're just going to call the dealership. They're just going to press in some numbers and open it for us. They can do that. And we were just... 
we had to go inside. Both of our phones were in the car. Oh, no. So we had to go inside Aldi <laughs> and call the rental place. And then the rental place, I think someone ended up bringing us a key. I don't think they could do it from there. She thought they could. I think she has a fancy car where that can happen. You know, that I don't know if it's OnStar or whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it happened to her before. But anyways, we got in there. And the chocolate didn't melt, I don't think, totally. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I should make those, we should make those and like give them to, you know, have a party or something. I don't know. I think that's a fun idea. It's I like really the dowel fun. rod for your stick too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone once told me that if you have a certain type of car and some, you know, if you lock yourself out of the car and you're, you know, somebody has an extra key at home, if they call you on their cell phone, like you guys are on the cell phone and they, they press the unlock button holding it up to the cell phone, it will transmit and unlock your car. Really? I don't think that's true. A scientist I heard from that. NASA told this woman who then told me, so I would like to test okay, this. Who's, are you so full of baloney? <laughs> no, I'm, I've never tried okay, it before. After well, this who podcast, knows a scientist from after, NASA? After this podcast, we'll do, I'll go in the backyard, you'll stand at my car and we'll see if it works. Yeah, yeah. we have to, I think we should YouTube it first to see if what, we have uh, the right we're gonna, kind of We're going to be myth busting, y'all. <laughs> we are, we're going into a whole We will have a report here. next week, I promise. Well, I, I also I want to talk about a couple of things telling on ourselves. Yes. Uh, before we get started, first of all, we are trying a new format. And uh, one week we're going to be us three and the Telling on Ourselves girls. And then the next week we're going to hopefully have a guest. So that is the idea. If you're interested in being a guest, please let us know. You can DM us, you can email us, Telling on Ourselves three at gmail.com. And uh, that would be awesome. We'd love to have you, even if it's just for a short first thought wrong. I think we're going to have Slugger come on. The other thing is, is we're trying to figure out a way to sustain our podcast and um, financially. So we are going to try to ask our listeners, if you're interested, if you could just do a $1 donation every month and it would really help us keep our podcast going because financially it is expensive. We don't want to make money from this, but we just really want to keep it going and be able to do this every week because it's just such a, a pleasure to be here and help you guys. Um, I list, I'm an avid NPR junkie and they're doing their fall drive. And I always donate because I get something from it. And, you know, they don't do advertising just like we don't do advertising. So all we're asking for is if you appreciate what we do, if you like it, if you want it to keep going, a dollar a month. And we're going to have it set up on our Patreon. Patreon. And, and we'll advertise it. And, yeah. And we're also going to start an email list. So you can join our email list and we'll send out things from the podcast uh, and if you are, you know, we'll figure out different things that we'll send out, but we can send you our episode, the link and everything into the email. Yes. Thank you. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not, unfortunately, independently wealthy and it is not an expense. Yet. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> not but yet. Not yet. Well, and the other cool thing is if you want to be on our podcast, there's no pressure. We edit this. So, and you're, it's not live and nobody sees your face. So it is super cool. If you've ever pretended to be on a radio station when you were a little kid growing up, which how many people didn't, let's be honest, everybody pretended they were on the radio. Um, It's really fun. It is fun. And we'll edit it. So if you say something and then you're like, oops, I didn't want to say that, like we will take it out. We so have the power. There's no pressure. I got the power. And it's so power. much fun. Come hang out with us. Yes. And yes, you know, we do it fun. via Zoom so you can be anywhere in the world you and we can. can make this work. Right. Great yeah. point. 
anywhere right. yeah. in the world. Yeah, Zoom a Zoom. So we, um, we're excited. So we're, well, we're going to dig into a topic today mm-hmm. that is uh, very apropos in our program. And it is the topic of willpower. I willpower. love this. I do too. We've never done this one before. No, no it's a brand new, brand new territory for it us. Um, some great definitions. Um, of course, they used alcoholics as an example, um, one of the definitions. But I went with Merriam-Webster. And it is the ability to control one's own actions, emotions, or urges. And then also, I saw strong determination that allows one to do something difficult. I think willpower is awesome. It's just I don't have enough of it. (laughs) I would love to get some more willpower. I think you do. It's just in in what areas of your life do you find it beneficial? And then in what areas of your life do you think that you're lacking because you don't seem to have it? Well, so this goes back to what we were talking about a little bit beforehand. I was reading someone, um, and I can't remember where I read this now, uh, but they were saying that addicts want immediate gratification. So we place, our, you know, in our in our brains, wherever that pleasure center is in our brains or frontal cortex with habits mm-hmm. and stuff, the habits that will give us immediate gratification, we tend to place a higher value on those um, than any sort of actions that are delayed gratification, right? We are like, okay, low value. Um, don't not going to pursue that because I'm not going to get a reward for a really long time. What things can I get immediate rewards from? So I think that has a lot to do with the willpower and formation of habits too. Is like, as an addict, I want gratification now. So my willpower is going to become weaker when it comes to things that give me immediate gratification. Right. Well, and it's it's been a long running joke, not joke, a long running myth, I guess, that alcoholics lacked willpower and that's why they couldn't stop drinking. And in science today, they have proven that it is physiological as well as psychological. But that was a long time myth that we just didn't have the same willpower as normal people. Right, because once we take in alcohol, our body craves more. Mm-hmm. Well, and what did they say that we were maladaptive, maladapted to life? So that's yeah. a big part of why they thought we didn't have willpower was just inability to cope. Right, Crump crushes your willpower. <laughs> <laughs> inability to cope, inability to control others. I. So for me, willpower, I would always try to will certain situations to become a certain way, right? So for, for my willpower, I would um, I would want everything to be perfect, right? I would want it to be everyone's happy, everyone's calm, nobody's yelling, every you know everybody's in the room, kind of what you were talking about earlier. Everyone in the room is feeling good, and I would try to will that to be. And that is next to impossible. It's not only can I not control my own feelings, but how in God's green earth can I control everybody else's feelings in the room? Not going to happen. Willpower is just an illusion. (laughs) (laughs) Willpower isn't real. (laughs) Willpower isn't real. (laughs) Isn't real. Well, I I like that point you just made. So Mm -hmm. we have, you know, we have willpower or we try to assert willpower in certain areas. And that's kind of the thing about alcoholics is we kind of, not great at it because the way we go about doing it, maybe. I don't know. Well, I think I was pretty good at it for a long time. So I, I used my willpower to make sure I could have what I wanted when I wanted Overpower. It. Yeah. yeah. Overpower I mean, others. Self-will run riot. And I didn't, I, I, I found a way to make my life fit with my needs yeah. and wants. I was, I was really big about forcing an outcome. 
Um, I would do whatever I needed to do, manipulate situations to to make an outcome be what I thought it needed to be. Not just that it would benefit me. That wasn't always my end game. It was just that I knew better what was best for everyone. <laughs> well, I should have taken a page out of your books. I, I tried to do the same thing too, but I always felt disappointed. Like it really wasn't working. I, I just can remember so many situations in my life where I tried to have things go my way and it still didn't go my way and just being devastated and so annoyed and resentful because I couldn't couldn't make people mm-hmm. and I tried so hard all so that hard. energy all that time well I'm specifically talking about getting what I needed like my drugs and alcohol I'm I am I used my willpower to make sure the situation worked out that I could go home and get drunk if I wanted to right, right. um now when it comes to people I had the exact same experience as you did. Talk about disappointed. Well, I, I think about how I'd always start a new job and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I want to get promoted. I want people to take me seriously. I want to do the best job. And it's then it's like, no, you know, like over time, you just, you know, you lose your standing with people and lose respect and you don't even know how it happens over time. And it's like, where's the, you know, I, I thought I was controlling this situation and now I'm not. But you're right about the asserting willpower to get, what I needed. Oh yeah, I made oh, yeah. it. I made it. You work. make it happen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and that's probably what's so frustrating to people because you can make sure that that works out, but you can't make sure you're there to pick somebody up at the right time, or that you show up to a party because you're really hungover the next day, like a family event. Mm-hmm. I mean. It goes both ways, and people see actions speak louder than words. I oh, yeah. think, and for me, the opposite. What what I what I have found in the program in the twelve step program is that I have to go from trying to exert my will, my self will, my willpower to willingness to be open mm-hmm. about other things, about allowing other things to happen, whether I like it or not, because. Quite honestly, it's a lot of work to try to make everything. It's so much work. It's exhausting. Um, when uh, we were talking before we started, Vicky and I were when uh, we were waiting on Bree, and I didn't mean that as a bad thing. Just oh. you hadn't gotten here yet. <laughs> and Vicky was giving her idea. She was explaining her idea of what willpower has been in her life. And it's funny because the first thing I jumped to was for me, willpower was self-discipline. And if I couldn't make something happen or if I couldn't do something, that was something lacking in me. And then I was less than, like I was, wasn't was good enough because I didn't have the willpower of normal people to be able to control or moderate my drinking, you know, all of those things. But and do normal people really have willpower? No. They don't have the urge. Exactly. That, they right? did. And I didn't understand any of that. But I would always go back to, well, I'm less than. Right. Yeah. How do we know it's they reverse don't have, pride? Yeah. How do we know they don't have different urges though? Like maybe right. they don't have urge like urges to drink or use, but like urges to eat that donut or something, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, but they restrain themselves from picking up sweets or they restrain themselves from oh like uh what do you call it? flying off the handle. Yeah. You know, people have willpower to like control their emotions. What's funny is people who never knew me in my addiction, always tell me that they know I'm sober. They go, wow, you have such great willpower. (laughs) And I'm always like, if you only knew, (laughs) but thank you. But it is kind of true. And one of the things that I just had this really cool aha moment about three words, there's willingness, willpower, higher power. So like each of them share, you know, willpower, there's Mm -hmm. willingness and then power, higher power. Because I think 
that we get our willpower now from, from our higher, higher power. power. Well, so let me read something to you then. Yes. Ooh. This is from the 12 and 12, page 37, I under step was. three. Okay. We are certain, this is talking about... Uh, uh, when we're before we get sober, nobody is going to meddle with our personal independence in such matters. Besides, we think there is no one we can surely trust. We are certain that our intelligence, backed by willpower, can rightly control our inner lives and guarantee us success in the world we live in. This brave philosophy, wherein each man plays God, sounds good in the speaking, but it still has to meet the acid test. How well does it actually work? One good look in the mirror ought to be answer enough for any alcoholic. Truth punch. Truth punch. Read the part about willpower again. It says... We are certain that our intelligence, intelligence, mm-hmm. backed by willpower, can rightly control our inner lives and guarantee us success in the world we live in. That is what every addict goes through yes. if they're having trouble getting sober. It's in yes. suit too. You know, it's if, that I, whole, if I understand if it, if I understand it enough, I can outwit my own. Yeah, that was me with addiction. a year of relapses. It's like I, I thought I could beat it. I knew that if I could just figure out the special key that I could beat this. Well, and for my relapse, like maybe I'll be different. Maybe it'll be different this time now that I know. <laughs> you know, I think, you know. Now that I know. Now, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. Well, and it's it's just this twisted thinking of, I don't know, for me trying to be good or trying to be right or trying to be all these things. And I think the key word for me in, in this willpower is this trying. It's, it's that, you know, when you were talking about work and going there and you want to do such a good job and it's that trying instead of just being, right? Instead of just showing up and allowing things to happen. I did not know how to do that and I still struggle with that. I need to learn how to, I mean, I am learning, I am getting much better at it, letting things unfold. Mm -hmm. Because when we're not trying so hard, things can, these beautiful things can happen in front of us that allow us a choice that we can trust. That It's this willingness to me to be open to what is in store for us, which our higher power usually shows us things. But when we're trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole, we're going to still keep trying. Yeah. Um, while you were talking, I kept thinking to myself, it's it's learning how to trust the process. And I've said this little mantra, I mean, for years and years and years. I just need to trust the process. But it's like um, acceptance isn't real until you finally do it. And I didn't understand what it meant to trust the process. And it is trusting to let things unfold. I think you said that beautifully. It's like being there, being present, being willing, and then just let it unfold. And do the next right thing. As long as we're doing our next right thing, whatever that is, things are going to be the way they need to be, should be, will be. So the unfolding of trusting the process Mm -hmm. and how that relates back to our own willpower. Um, I think what Bree said about willpower is willingness and the higher power and trusting our higher power. That's how that all kind of meshes together, and it's so cool. I hadn't thought of it that way, Bree. That's kind of brilliant. Well, because when people would tell me, wow, you have so much willpower, I felt almost conditioned because, you know, in the program we say lack of power. That was our dilemma, and that, that whole first step is like you're powerless, you're powerless. So we get really used to thinking we're powerless, we're powerless, but... 
we're not when we have a higher power. And that's the cool thing is when people tell me that now, I go, you know what? Yeah, I do have, I have willpower now. I didn't always, but mm-hmm. I do have quite a bit more willpower than I ever had before because of my higher power. Yeah. Because of the, the willingness to and trust. accept a new way of life and, mm-hmm. and try things and wake up every day, do whatever it is I need to do. Um, but I was like, I got to give myself more credit yep. because we don't have power in when we come in here, but we do learn that we have power. We might not have power over other people, but now we have power over our own choices, our, choices, our yeah. own choices, because we are sober. Right. You know, you lose that power mm-hmm. when you're not. So Right. And once you, and especially in the beginning, once you get past the obsession, because that's a tough one, especially in the very beginning to get past the obsession. But once you can kind of power through the obsession, then you start working on your emotional sobriety and the psychological part of it. And that all comes through the work that we do of learning to trust something bigger than ourselves. Trust God, clean house, help mm-hmm. others. Yeah. It's so simple. But not easy. No. Not easy at all. And I think that when, for me, when when my power was being used so difficultly of making sure everything worked out so I could drink, you know, I had to make sure that I had enough. I had to make sure that I had enough money for it. Mm-hmm. I had to make sure that I was hiding, that I was buying so much. I had to make sure, you know, there were all kinds of things that that's where my power went. I was, I was, that was the, the ultimate goal of every day, right? And now when you take that away from your life and you kind of don't have that, I don't know, boogeyman or that, that, um, I don't know, I feel like it's like a, what do you call it? handcuffed I'm handcuffed to that because I I need it and I want it and shackled yeah and and when that goes away then we're more free to see things that we're not even looking at when we're so obsessed because mm-hmm. I would be obsessed oh, tunnel yeah. vision yeah yeah oh, it's total tunnel vision it's like what you know with the blinders on when they they put those on horses so they can only see straight in front of them and when you're in deep in your addiction you only have one focal point and that's the next time you're going to get high or drunk. And, you know, once, and that's the tough thing. Once you can let go of those chains, then you're, oh my God, how the world opens up. And, you know, I talked about this not too, a couple of podcasts ago about, I never imagined that I would have the life that I have today. I never even knew in concept what it would be like to be in a place where I am happy and peaceful and loved and I get to love people and I can accept that love, you know, on love's terms. And it's just, it's an amazing life that I never really understood was even a possibility. Right. And you don't have to do any tricks for it either. Yes. Like we, well, I I used to think I had to do all these things to, to earn it. And it'd be so disappointing because you'd pour so much into something or not even pour, because I feel like the, you know, force, you're always trying to like, there's two different types of power, right? There's influence. You can have power just by influence, just how you are is magnetic or like whatnot. Like people like telling you that you have such yeah. good willpower. Right. So there, like there's power and influence and then there's power by force where you're yeah. always trying to like, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. That's why we want to let things flow. But now it's the, the love isn't half Jesus, not like smothering. <laughs> kind of going back to what you were saying in the beginning, Vicki, about being not being able to get what you need from someone else and just being able to show up and be loved, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about some of the choice. I'm curious, what are some of the choices that you have in your life today that you didn't have before because you've let go of this need to to control your willpower? Hmm. 
I stumped you girls. Well, yeah, you did. I think the choice is every day to wake up and show up for my job and be a good employee to the best of my ability that day and not have to um, call in sick and fake, you know, car accidents and just right. all the stuff I used to do, which you think is a choice, but it really isn't when you're in an addiction and you're just hungover, lazy, not motivated, like all of the things. Um, I, I think that's awesome willpower. I have to just like wake up and be on time for work every day, showing up. Yeah, I, well, the professional um, opportunities that I have now, and I'm I'm working through because I suffered from imposter syndrome for years because of you know addictions and and not dealing with stuff that I needed to deal with. So now I'm learning that I am enough. And I may not be the right person for certain jobs, but that doesn't mean that I'm lacking. It just means I'm not the right person for certain jobs. And when I'm, I'm talking about like professional cooking, there's just some things that I don't do. And that's, it doesn't mean that I'm lacking in skill. It's just that's not what I do. I'm a different kind of uh, professional cook. So understanding that that doesn't mean that I'm less than. Again, I go back to that because that's been my big hang up. I'm not less than. I, I'm just different. And that's a good thing. Right. Well, I always lived my life. I was an imposter, mm-hmm. right? I was always uh, working really hard to compensate for the fact that I was driving around all day getting high, you know. And, <laughs> or trying to find your dealer. <laughs> yeah, right. So I guess what's so cool is it reminds me of humility, right? Mm-hmm. And, and humility being the, the definition that I always think of in my head is you're not too much and you're not too little. You are just you. You are just who you are in your life and you're just as important. You can breathe air just like the other person can breathe air. God doesn't say, oh, only good people can breathe air. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I, I don't know how to say it correctly, but just being okay with who I am and what what for me the choices have been so that are so huge are the choice to discover myself, mm. to stop being that imposter, to like really become this the 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 version of myself that I always thought I was in my head, but better, and to be able to like learn these things about getting rid of these resentments and getting rid of my fears. I mean, do I get scared today? Yes. Do I let fear control my life? Not if I'm working a good, mm-hmm. not if I'm spiritually fit, not right. if I'm trusting in higher power. And and that is a continuous process of work for me every day. I just had a sign, a sign flash in my head while you were talking and it was no need to qualify. I love that. It's We don't have to do anything to qualify for the life that we have. We just have to show up, be open, honest, willing. Wasn't that a good one? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, my HP, for giving me that word. So if, if that's the case, I don't need to do anything to qualify, then my willpower kind of is a moot point, right? It's, it's an illusion again? <laughs> Perhaps. 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 Because I innately have the willingness from my higher power, so it's not really willpower anymore. Well, there's this whole thing I, I know, saw I turned online. It on its side. No, but there was this whole thing I saw online when I was looking for um, willpower in the big book. That was the whole thing about will. The opposite of willpower is willingness and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And um, it's just a mind. It's a mind fuck. 
big time. Oh, it is, know? total. Because you can Wait, take it in so many different directions. The opposite of power? Willpower is willingness. There was an article about it. I didn't oh, read it. Oh, that's the opposite? Mm-hmm. So instead of you trying to will your boyfriend to ask you to marry, well, that's a bad example. I don't know. I, I'll read the article and get back well, to I'll you. Well, I'll give you a real life example. When okay. I graduated culinary school and I'd met the, the boyfriend that I ended up having for 13 years, he didn't say, hey, come to Nashville and let's make a life together. I created that. I'm like, I'm going to move to Nashville and I'm going to make us create this life together. And 13 years later, it was a, it was a, it hot, was a mess. hot mess. <laughs> Express. Yeah, and I'll go back to, if I can go back to the definition of willpower. It's the ability to control one's own actions, emotions, urges. So if we're thinking about that willpower, the ability to control one's own actions, emotions, urges. <laughs> we haven't even talked about emotions yet, really. <laughs> 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 Where are we at on time? Well, you know, holy shit! I think it's about time we end did we like episode. purposely like not cover that one for some, like was that I don't know what you're talking about. What do you mean emotions? <laughs> oh wow! Well, that's a whole nother episode, I think. But I am I am really um, well. This one got me thinking. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. This was good stuff. It was good stuff. Golden nuggets. Um, qualify. I don't need to qualify to to uh, be on this journey. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bree? Um, sweet Bree, sweet Bree. Well, I I like what you said, Vicky, about not needing to try so much. You know, that's like forcing willpower versus mm-hmm. just willingness to just be. Like, if you're just willing to just be. Um, and that doesn't mean sit on your ass and do nothing. R- right. But be yourself is what I think yeah. what you were saying yep. is, is instead of asserting, you know, it's like just kind of bowl in a china shop like here I am I'm gonna make stuff happen all the time and if I'm not making something happen I have no value you know like you have value just showing up Mm -hmm. you know Um, and then Lynn just trusting the process letting everything unfold like things are really great when you just let them unfold sometimes instead of trying to you know force things it's so so uncomfortable sometimes and I do it often. It's uncomfortable for everybody right it's uncomfortable for us and it's uncomfortable for our people that are in our lives. And well, my golden nugget was what you said, Brie, is the power to make choices. That today I have choices that I did not have when I was using and that I know that those choices that I have today will be ripped away from me if I go back to that way of living. I know mm. it. I mean, I've seen it too many times and I I just, I'm I'm happy to be on this path, working these steps, working with others, learning this journey, listening to you guys, finding out about what willpower is, breaking it down, doing all these things, because it keeps me in a place of the ability to actually be aware of being open. Awareness. Mm -hmm. To be open to a new experience today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, final verdict. Willpower. Is it real? No, just kidding. <laughs> Let's ask our listeners. Let, yeah. We want you all to let us know what you think of willpower. What, what is, is it? it? And is it real? What is it? What is, what it? is real? willpower? Is it Do real? Do you have it? Well, I think I'm going to make a post on our Instagram about the best compliment from a normie is, wow, you have a lot of willpower. Yes. Yes. And I like it. the laugh you're doing in your head. Like, yeah, yeah the laugh track. If you only if knew. You only knew. <laughs> so I'll have to try to figure out a way to make Absolutely. that into a really cute, like, cartoony mm-hmm. meme. Right. 
yep. image. And as always, thank you for listening. And seriously, if anybody has a first thought wrong, we can do like a really quick recording. As Bree said, we have editing. We have the power and the capability. We have a great editor. Is we what do. We have. We have an amazing TZ in our pocket. So yeah. uh, don't don't let that distract or detract you from um, being on the show. Yeah. yeah, and you can even record it on your own phone if you want if you're thinking about it in the moment you mm-hmm. can record it and send it over to us via email and we'll just we'll do a bleep bleep like the transponders with the car key and see yeah. what <laughs> we'll, yeah we'll let you know what happens yeah we're, we'll keep you updated on our Mythbusters special here thanks so. everybody we're so glad you're here please rate review share if you think somebody will like our dorkiness please share we love you so much try that out try that out try that out Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.